Welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 43 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin, and we got a special one today. We're starting a new, I don't know, a new string of shows called uh, Meet the Team. So what we're going to do is we're going to start bringing in members of our team who aren't in the band uh, and introduce you guys, fucking have them on here, chop it up. Uh, with us today, we have reoccurring guests from the Hip Hop Group Chat episodes, uh, our photographer, our day one homie. Uh, what else are you? Your manager, your blunt roller. Blunt roller. He's all of the above, dude. Uh, Paul Shuley over here. Give it up for Paul. Hey. And then over here we have our tour manager, the wonderful Miss Allie Adams. Allie, how are we doing today? Good. How are you? I'm fucking fantastic, dude. This is nice. This is good not to be looking at Eric and, and Ken for once. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I feel like the last six podcasts it's just like we got your boy roast malone yeah i know that's <laughs> gucci yeah, that's exactly it no that's exactly how it goes but yeah i mean we always have guests and then we have the core members i, I did one with jimmy last week which was super interesting actually because jimmy jimmy never wants to do it, or he doesn't want to do it he just isn't available or something and uh, when i get jimmy on jimmy's important in this jimmy's so fucking man. he's so fucking jovial like he's just like <laughs> what's up dude like that's fucking jimmy you know what i mean he's built for the radio he's built for the radio dude he's a cartoon character he's and then i one of those like remember parks and rec like, oh oh the the, the yeah i crazy iron in the douche yeah, I always thought that Eric would be like crazy Ira in the douche, but Eric's more like philosophical. Eric's like sitting back like, yeah, and I, <laughs> aliens, dude. But I had a dollar for every time I bumped Eric and been like, yo, talk in the mic. <laughs> He's the best though, man. He's my cousin. I love him. Um, last night, actually, me too, me too. this is kind of how this one came together. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a live stream, and we were against the live stream thing for all of quarantine because we didn't want to do a half-assed one. Where we were just like in our phone, like playing acoustic guitars and like bullshitting. Sure. If we were gonna do it, we wanted to do it full, full go. Yeah. So I we, don't know anyone who did that. No, and that's the thing. Like everyone. Yeah, I know everyone. Did, everyone <laughs> did the one into their phone, and I, every time I was just like, "This is underwhelming." Like this is the only ones who did it right were Low Cut Connie. Because they had a roaming iPhone. The only one. The only one, dude. Uh, but you I mean, <laughs> we we were lucky enough to get asked by Rec Philly and the people at Next Gen. It's like a technology company to be a uh, part of this like concert. It's called Just Fucking Vote. Yeah. And get young people out to vote. I'm all for it. You know, I fucking love America, dude. I love the democratic process. I hate what's going on right now, but I fucking love the democratic process. <laughs> so we went with like four cameras. Pro audio, smoke, lights, the whole fucking yeah. band. Allie was there last night. And I mm -hmm. said to Allie, I was like, you need to come on the podcast. And she was like, okay. And this morning I texted her. I was like, so are we doing this today? Or like, what the fuck <laughs> are we doing? Paul knows I better. I woke up to the same thing. Yo, bro, you want to be on the podcast? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be there. <laughs> Yo, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> What's up? But the thing is, Paul knows better than anybody. If we say we're going to do something, we wind up doing it tomorrow. Like, it's it's never like, okay, yeah, it's like six months, let's think about it. The way it. Colin's brain works is just like, I thought of this and it's, I'm going to make it happen yeah. right now. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, Allie knows too, yo. Like, so, all right, uh, this is what we're going to do because I want to introduce both these, these guys individually. So, we're going to start with Paul. Me and Paul have known each other since 2006. <laughs> uh, Paul, I'm going to tell the story about how I met you. That is fine. Uh, I was you in my permission. I forget who the teacher was, but it was our freshman year history class. Quit. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> so, uh, I I was AP honors kid, so this is very unlike me. I was a nerd. I fell asleep in class, and all of a sudden, I woke up to somebody drawing on my back. 
in a sharpie, not a pen, like a sharp. Like I'm pretty sure it was a sharpie. And I turned around and fucking. You sound so evil. I, this is what happened. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. So I turn around and Paul is drawing dicks on my back. <laughs> and I turned. And I went, Yeah, what the fuck are you? Are you drawing dicks on my back? And he was like, Yeah. And then we were friends after that. <laughs> By the way. My mom told me I wasn't allowed to get new shirts because they cost too much. So, were <laughs> I, they like uniform shirts? They were, yeah, it was Catholic school. It we was a white polo. What was your thought process there? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're going to be friends forever, yeah. yo. Um, I gr- hated everything about the far northeast. So, I just, he, just, I he, he picked me to personify it and just drew dicks on my back. But I remember for the rest of the year, there was like a faded dick on my shoulder. There was. There was. And it, it, was, was it would come around on like Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, me and Paul bonded over music. We're like the only two kids in our high school that like knew rap. Like Once we uh, fist fought behind our school. Yeah. Once we squared <laughs> up. Once he rumbled me. Uh, but no, friends ever since. And then like when we started doing the band, it, Paul came right on board and you travel with the first couple tours, yep. always there. And then Paul fucking shows his artistic side, starts doing film photography, moves out to LA, comes home. By the way, how was LA? Let's, t- let's let the people know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He I loves like, LA. Yeah. yeah, I do. It's a love hate, you know, all the cliches. The traffic is so bad, but it's the true, dude. beautiful and the rent. Like, all those hey. things are true. That's it. Yeah, it's great though because from time Plus to time, I got to gangbang a little bit. So. <laughs> were, you, were you Logan or were you Blood? <laughs> Keep that a secret. You don't want to talk about that. Uh, but no, it was. It's great though because from time to time, Paul will put up Instagram stories that he has saved from LA, and I'll text him and be like, "Yo, you back in LA?" He's like, "Nah, dude, I just fucking with everybody." Only, <laughs> I'm in Philly. Only in, my, in my dreams. Yeah. But now Paul is actually uh, managing an amazing artist out of Philadelphia named Drixie. He's been on the podcast. Uh, our boy Wes. I always feel weird like flipping between Wes and Drixie. Like I'm so bad at that. Like just because I fucking know Wes. Uh, I yeah, I understand. It like for me, it it flows like any which way. Like, yeah, my brain decides what I'm gonna call. But even when I was he was on the podcast, I was like, uh, so yeah. Wes, I'd be Drixie. Like yeah. because I not only that, he's changed his name like seven times. Yeah, he's had several. But he's so fucking talented. It doesn't matter. Thank you. No doubt. Uh, yeah, so didn't do anything. I mean, Paul's been there for all of it, and the most loyal, fucking down for anything dude I've ever met. So I love you. Thank you. Love you you weren't love expecting you. that, were you? No. Nah, nah, nah. All right. So so let's introduce Allie Please Adams. Edit that out. I met Allie <laughs> through Rec Philly. Yep. You were were you interning or were you working there? Interning. Interning. So yeah. Allie was an intern there, and then we did. She we were at Firefly together. Yeah. We were at a lot of events together. We did. Um. And I was always like, dude, I want Allie more like in the fold. Allie's a fucking badass. Like she, she does <laughs> a great job. Um, there's gonna be a lot of comments flying around. Don't worry, I'll also critique you. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but and then I said to her, I was like, yeah, sorry, you Mr. Budney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you should come in and tour manage for us because you were always like, I want to be out on the road. Like I want to yeah. be on the road. I'm like, okay, then what the fuck are we doing? Like why? Yeah. Why not? So I've had that itch since high school. So there you go. Yeah. So Allie started coming on the road with us. You went to Texas. You went to Louisville, Kentucky. You've been all around with us. Yeah. And uh, so Allie started taking on the role as a tour manager. Once again, a lovely job. Thank um, you. Allie, how are you? I'm great. Good. I'm good you, well, yeah. Also, you're wearing like nine hats right now. So go through all your fucking jobs, please. Oh, God. How Here much time go. do you have? Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in general, I'm freelancing and a lot of it used to be events. And then, you know. Events don't happen anymore. Corona came and yeah. just swiftly took that away from me. <laughs> um, but it, it t- it's turning into more of a producer, project manager role, just like for a ton of my clients. Yeah. And 
Um, I work under a really great agency called Woody Gritty, and that's where a bulk of my work is. But um, our mutual friend Rob, I've been working Rob with him Walton, pretty our closely. Front, our front of the house engineer for a lot, like our TV stuff and and like some of the festival stuff. Yeah. Rob's an amazing dude who has an amazing company. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of producing together, which has been really fun. And like a whole new, I, I added it to my resume and just never thought it would happen. Like a TV producer or whatever you want to call yeah. it. You know, it's like really you know, new world. Lying on your resume works, yo. I, I really <laughs> think it does. Like, yeah. uh, first off, is anybody truly fluent in Excel? Like, I don't, no, no, Except no, for no. my fucking wife. Dana, yo, Dana, like, literally wakes up in the morning and loves to make spreadsheets. Like, she, wow. You know, Dana, Dana's on top of everything. Like, me and her couldn't be more opposite. I don't believe in spreadsheets and My shit. roommate's like that. She made a spreadsheet for her IKEA furniture. Dude, when we got married, like, the day after we got engaged, she was on her computer making spreadsheets. Oh and I was God. like, you definitely had these spreadsheets before we got engaged. I know that for a fucking fact. We had spreadsheets for everything. Marriage so. templates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it ever happens. exposed you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so Allie is over here doing everything. Badass. Uh, and also... Last night, once again, we got to, once I called her and I was like, "We have a show," and she's like, "Okay, I'm fucking there." Yeah, so, I was there within 20 minutes. But Ellie's awesome. Ellie's Ellie's the person in the face of the people working at the at the venues, and she's like running merch, and she's just all <laughs> over the place. And Paul's also ran merch in the past, so yeah. what's up, my people? <laughs> I love this though because it's fun because people think it's just the band, and even if you're independent, like nobody does this shit themselves. No. So it's important to me to like let people know like this is our fucking people, and there's gonna be a lot of them on, but I figure you two would be the perfect two people to start. So, now say nice so things honored. about me. You know? <laughs> say nice things about um, me now. Hey, you that have a nice shit. jacket. Thanks, bro. Oh, by the way, me and Allie were just yeah. talking about this. Jacket weather is back. Mm -hmm. So back. How You're a fucking hype beast. Where's your supreme <laughs> bubble jacket, yo? <laughs> First off, never disrespect me. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you got a supreme crossbody bag over there. Facts. Oh, shit. He's Major there. facts, dude. Yeah, me and Allie over here with the denim, denim, denim over here. I wore this to honor you. you I appreciate that. All the time. I really do. Me and, <laughs> dude, me and, Paul's always been, your jacket game's tight, though. Thank you. Thank pa you. Paul's the resident hype beast in the band. If you ever need to know about anything, Paul's head to toe. I got bots, yo. Hit me up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'd say Paul's came through with the fucking fresh shoes on, too. Yeah, put those up to the camera. I like how most of this shit is not going to be on camera. Gonna Paul's on worried camera, about the camera. But just you can hear the creak of the chair knowing. Mm. Yeah, but you'll <laughs> never see it. You'll never see a crease in the Nikes, room. though, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, I just wanted to introduce them first before we get into everything. It's going to be a normal episode. We're going through our normal shit. We have an amazing coronavirus survival guide today where we're going through nostalgic songs, mm. songs that put you in an exact place in time. Because I was talking to Ellie before this, and I said, um, Wiz Khalifa came on a, a playlist today. It was Wiz Khalifa and Big Sean were back to back on this playlist. And they were both like freshman year of college, 2011. Like it was the hottest shit in the streets. And I just want to bring this up to start because me and Paul were like heavy on this scene. Like, yo, think the about the blog era. The blog era. Think about what came out at that time. Excuse me. Big Sean, uh, Wiz, uh, ASAP Rocky, Mac Miller, Odd Future. Mm-hmm. I can currency came back around. Yeah, I was gonna say the reemergence of the currency, currency, the hot spitter, big crit, big crit, and uh, J Cole and Drake and Wale were a little bit before that, but I lump yeah, them like, in the uh, same area. But no. like that era of like hip hop, also that's like your like frat rap too. So like the Asher Ross. By the way, I love Asher Roth. No disrespect to Asher Roth, but like and like Sammy Adams and all that. That's all. That shit's all corny, but I love Asher. I can't believe you just 
mutter that in the same spot, yo. Presence. I know, I know. I, I apologize, but so I was going through that, and I was like, I can fucking Drake smell and Sammy Adams. Yeah, it's just, I'm surprised oh, they don't tour together. Two classic artists. I was just like laughing, thinking like, yo, I can fucking smell the basements of Westchester University, like yes, like house parties with these songs on. So I was like, what else like triggers that in my brain? So we're gonna get to that later, but we'll start off with the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Mm. And uh, Paul's here, so I figure we'll start with me and Paul's number one talking to- topic in general. Kanye. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. So, um, if you guys haven't seen, Kanye's been on Twitter railing against the music industry, which, by the way, generally, I come on here and I just kind of malign Kanye and be like, "All right, this is fucking." Just please go back to go back to 2011, please. The worst thing you did was interrupt Taylor Swift. Oh my like, god! Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. but my initial reaction to this rant was like, I was like. Dude, we talk about this shit all the time. Like, bad contracts. Like, locking people into lifetime contracts. Mm-hmm. What is the point of a record label anymore? Who the fuck knows? We Nobody actually knows. Especially if you're Kanye or Drake. Capital. Capital. <laughs> but yeah, but, like, if you're Kanye or Drake, what the fuck do you need a record label for, realistically? Just to lock up your masters. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, and like, really Jay-Z it. bought his masters back because he's a billionaire. That is literally what happened. Yeah. Well, Kanye, even in his tear, went on to say that Universal is not... They're not even giving him a number. They're not giving him a number because he has has over a billion dollars. He can buy his master's back. And then you had, like, after his, like, rant, which included pissing on his grandma. That's where I was going to go next. Yeah, 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 that was wild. That was wild. No, I was... Go ahead. Finish (laughs) it. Who he called Hit Boy out. Yeah, and then Hit... Or I'm sorry. He didn't call Hit Boy out. Hit Boy was like, yo, I agree agree with with what you're saying. Yeah. We're not cool anymore. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, because apparently Kanye shit on him for working with Beyonce, which I don't get. <laughs> who and who then, wouldn't work with Beyonce? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, but when I was going through it, uh, my initial reaction, I was like, damn right, Kanye. Like, fucking, if you have the availability to tear the veil off of like this shitty system that they have set up, do it. Yeah. And then he pissed on the Grammy, and I was like, "All right, he might not be in a right spot mentally here." He's not. He Whoa. hasn't been for a long <laughs> no, time. No, we know. We know yeah. that. That's been a long time conversation mm-hmm. on here. As soon as. Any rant starts with Kanye. It's like an eye roll followed by like polarization. And yeah. And just like. I want well, in the middle of it, he called like himself baby feel, Putin. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck that. Oh what does that God. even mean? Like, but first off, not a person you want to compare yourself to Kanye. Not that he's really good at that anyway. <laughs> the last time he was good at that, he compared himself to Picasso in the. Uh, oh Apostle God. Paul. So he's a big p- comparison guy. He just keeps getting worse and worse <laughs> as he goes. But started with Steve Jobs and Walt Disney, right? And then he just keeps digressing. Putin. Yeah, he's at Putin oh now. God. So God knows where he can go from there. He's like, I'm the fucking devil. <laughs> but he, uh, so like to a point that I agree with him. But I saw Peter Rosenberg uh, went on this rant and he was like, Kanye's not doing this for anybody but Kanye. No, he's doing it to get his shit back. And I disagree with yeah. that because that sounds, but that also sounds like because I love Rosenberg. I fucking love Rosenberg. You call me Rosenberg all the time yeah. in the fucking group chat because I like old rap. <laughs> but uh, and he was like, "When has Kanye ever done anything for anybody? Look like how many artists he's fucked over." I disagree with that because Kanye's put more artists on than probably anybody. Is there a Big Sean? Not that you want Big Sean to be out, but like, would there be a Big Sean, a Kid <laughs> Cudi, anybody, nobody? I just think like I was like reading this all and I was like conflicted, but at the same time, I was just happy to see somebody being like. Fuck you guys at the majors and being like no, you just. I, I agree, and then but the other thing that like he's talking about being locked into his contract and modern day slavery. It's like, bro, didn't you just say this? Yeah, you gotta stop. Shit? You gotta like, stop doing that. Whole... But I mean, more than anything, if you sign bad deals, I've said this. I've signed a bad deal before. If you sign a bad deal, it's your fault. 
But when you're talking the amount of money that he's talking about, he's not even talking about like younger artists. He's talking about established artists getting their masters back. If you want to rail against young artists signing bad contracts, yeah, that's that you should yeah. fucking with with the way that the music industry has changed, and especially Ali, you have background in this because you work for Rec. It's independent doesn't mean alone. It's it's yeah. working as independent artists. We don't need as much as other artists needed in the past. We have fucking. Um, we're doing this into phones and a fucking laptop. <laughs> right, yeah, right, true. Right. You know what I mean, so. you even. I mean, you even hear like when I started there, no one was out to look for a record label. Right. It was like the rare few who were. Right. Everyone else was like, "We're doing the shit on our own." Like, I mean, there's even creative ways to do it now. You fucking do podcasts. You find different. And me walking around with a microphone, oh like, do God. you fucking pump for Wiz? Like, and everybody's just like smoking weed. And, like, I'm just like walking around. <laughs> And then Chevy Woods and all like, the dudes are back up, dude. What are you on the baseball team? <laughs> I was. But so Chevy Woods and Burner and all his people come over to us. What? And they're like just like chopping it up with us and shit. Wiz, I saw Wiz walk from the bus into the, the arena, but he wasn't over our way. Just smelling like loud. They were the realest people I ever met. But like that specific song of the race just literally puts me back in my dorm freshman year. Like in basement parties, just like fuck, like it's so vivid, like I can fucking like feel where I was. So shouts out to Wiz Khalifa, you fucking legend. Yeah, Paul, yeah, what's your first one? Uh, my first one is J Cole. Hey, the song "Sideline Story" oh. off the album "Sideline, Sideline Story. Story." Yeah, <laughs> it's just like because uh, like it's it's weird, yo. Because you said nostalgia, and I automatically went to childhood, but then like my nostalgia is like that, like. Bro, like, we're going to say it 900 times. That era was our nostalgia. That was our nostalgia, yeah. So, absolutely. like, that came out, what, like, 2010? Uh, that was 2011, I think. Okay. Yeah, pretty, yeah, same yeah, same fucking time. time. So, yeah, exactly. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it, it, tr it triggers something. Yeah. <laughs> it is a trigger. Yeah, 100%. That's so funny, too, because we all... We, I get shit on all the time in the podcast for being like, oh, you fucking love J. Cole so much. Like, J. Cole... Because I love J. Cole. I fucking do. Yeah. But, like, that was so funny, too, because that was, like, Cole figuring himself out. You know what I mean? Like, that was, like... Right. It was really his evolution. I, I have memories of that being, like, the only uh, CD in Brandon's car. It was Sideline <laughs> Story by J. Cole. <laughs> But nah, dude. Like I, I have His I, first CD ever. Yo, uh, can we? Can we? Because this is. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Did you pick Meek for any of yours? Uh, nah. Okay, cool. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna tell this story real quick. Remember me telling you about how Northeast Philly is a small world? Yeah. So in high school, I very vividly remember me and Paul and Tom trying to figure out when Meek was gonna drop. Flamers 3. Yes. And it got delayed a hundred times. He's kept going back to jail or he just wouldn't do it. But there was a kiosk in Franklin Mills Mall that would sell the mixtapes and shit and Kung Fu movies. That was the only thing it sold. Oh um, but like for like literally our entire like junior, senior high school, like we were like, yo, when's fucking Flamers 3 coming out? It's just going to be actually, so high. Yeah, it would take a, a drive up there from school. And then to the kiosk. And then it would just wouldn't be there. And then it came out. And we were like, yo, this shit sucks so bad. <laughs> Not the to disrespect a legend. Of no, the Meek city is or God. Anything, but that was the weirdest. And then like, he he put out uh, all the other mixtapes, and then it was like um, he was he was with Ti. Yeah, Grand Hustle, and then Ti went to jail. Yeah, <laughs> and then it seemed like after Meek went to jail. His career was over. And then... And when he put Flamers 3 hours, it's just like, oh my God, it's definitely over. And, and then, then Mr. Philadelphia came out. Yeah. And then Dream Chasers came out. Yeah, yeah we can go through a whole... This will be another history lesson for another episode. But Allie, go <laughs> for your... That will be on the Meek Podcast. The Meek Podcast. <laughs> Kill your Meek Podcast. <laughs> Meek your internet podcast. Meek your, Meek your internet. All right, Allie. 
Um, I had a really hard time with this because my my first thing was like nostalgic, and I thought I thought of all these like sad memories. I don't know why I was like, immediately sad. And all then mine I was, are like, happy. Yeah. Go to that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why nostalgia makes me sad. Do you but... ever feel like breaking? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, I know. Um, I hate me too. But then I was like, hold on, I can have happy memories. Um, so my first one, my mom raised us on country music. I Ooh, mean, interesting. In my house, it was constant, constant country music. It still is, but you know, we we get to say now that we're like functioning adults. <laughs> yeah, you know? my house, my house, and your house were not the same. Yeah. No, <laughs> we, I mean, and not only not only country music, it was the like whatever the MTV of country music was, the video countdown. CMA. CMA on CMA. Video countdowns constantly on my TVs in my house, like always, That's always, so always. Fun. So there's this, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can think of it is like you're number one. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, but like, me, yo, but me, me and Paul worked at Texas Roadhouse, so we know every country song back and forth. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, when I was a kid, I remember the first time. I was at my friend's house for Thanksgiving morning and we were watching the parade together and Rihanna came on and I didn't know who Rihanna was and she had a panic attack. She was like, what do you mean you don't know Rihanna? Riri? I'm having a mini panic girl, attack. Yeah, right? and I, because, because the only thing I saw was country. It was, whatever. <laughs> anyway, shelter childhood. Um, <laughs> so my nostalgic song is this one by Kenny Chesney. It's called Anything But Mine. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Rihanna. Oh, no, no. <laughs> she was like, so I, I, just, I picked Ponda Replay by yeah. Rihanna. Because <laughs> that's the first Rihanna song I ever heard. No, but it's this song anything but my anything but mine by Kenny Chesney and it just reminds me of my mom and oh, like that's you know being a kid and like having the music on and I do love Kenny Chesney. Yeah, he's cool. He's Paul's like I don't know what that like is. That heartwarming story. I want to like crumble up my whole list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> my my this is my only my only pick um like from the band related. And this was like our first tour. And it was our first time like driving through the south. None of us had ever been there. But, like we were just like, where the fuck are we right now? And it was like two weeks. Like, it was like our first like Wait, two was week I tour. With you guys? No, uh, you might have been in the other car. I don't know. Actually, I'm thinking about it. No, this wasn't the Charlotte one. This was the one after. We were going from Atlanta to Nashville. We were like oh, ending it. Oh, I remember. So, I met you guys halfway. Right. Actually. Yeah. So we. Oh yeah, I picked you up from the airport. Or no. Me, yeah. Wait, bro. We. I was there. We. You played Smith's Old Bar. We played Smith's Old Bar like four times. Let me tell the story. (laughs) We were just, it was like coming to the end. We were going back to Nashville. We were going to work on more music. And I was just kind of like, where the fuck am I right now? This is so crazy. And then on shuffle came up the song Pink Houses by John Mellencamp. You know that song? Well, ain't that America? Oh, Oh, yeah. I don't know what it was about that song at that moment. The sky was fucking. That was a very p- good impression. The sky was mm. the sky was pink. Like it was legitimately the most beautiful like night ever. It was the sun was going down. Eric was asleep in the seat next to me. I was by myself at this point because everybody in the car was asleep. And I was like looking around and I was like, "Yo, I fucking love this shit so much." And Aww. I like I like that was like a moment cemented. I it's actually on Instagram. It's on my personal. In- no, it's on the band's personal Instagram. Like from like 2016, but it's just a video of the sky and Pink House is playing, and I think the caption is just like, "Yo, I fucking love this shit." Aww. And that was that 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 just struck me. So that's so cute. There's no Bruce Springsteen or Kanye on my list, which is weird. So uh, me neither. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm surprised Kanye's done it. What's your second one? My second one's actually it's like it's a strange nostalgia. It's a recent nostalgia. Uh, it's Mac Miller. What's the use? Oh my Great God, fucking song, man. Uh, yeah. First off, rest in peace like, to Mac. Yeah, yeah bro. When I was like, when I had moved out to LA and like, I was out like in the world. Yeah. And, like, I just got a text from my homie like about Mac. It's probably me. Like, 
Yo, it, it, I, it wasn't you. I, was, I, just, <laughs> I won't even get into it. I dropped that in the group chat with you and Paul. Yeah. Though. No, I think you might have texted me. I was just like, dude. I was driving and to like, get my hair cut. All of a sudden, we all like. Knew. I got like twenty text messages of the TMZ article. Yeah. And it was yeah. raining, and I was driving to get my hair cut down ninety five. It was and raining, and like I was heavy. like, I was like, yo, oh, what the fuck? And I sat there, and got my hair cut, and just stared at the ground the whole time. Uh, wow. He's like, yo, can you put your head up? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yo, dude, I'm about to fuck you off. <laughs> He's like, I'm about to give you the reverse mohawk, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but go yeah, ahead. So, yeah. so like, I when when that record came out. You know, it was like uh, Mac, Travis, and someone else. Yeah, 2018 was um, Astro World, uh, uh, swimming, and there was something else right then. I can't remember what it is now. All right, we'll get to it. But I digress. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It just like every all the all the themes and elements were like really playing into like what I was going on at that time, and especially after his passing, I was like, oh my god, oh my, like, god. Oh, my yeah, eyes yeah. out. Yeah. So like, I pre- played that record on fucking repeat, me too, like, man, nonstop to the point where my family was like, oh my god, this mu- this music is so good, you know. And like me and my aunt used to always listen to What's the Use, such Aww. a good song. Shouts LA. out to Thundercat. Shouts out yeah. to everyone oh, who yeah. worked oh, on that, god. dude. The when. That year in hip hop, I was like, bro, nothing is like daring anymore. And, and like, then that comes Anderson out. Uh, Pack put something out. Oh, he's That's guy. my yeah. shit. But like, yo, yeah, swimming was just like all over the place in the best way possible. And we've had this conversation a like, hundred times, like how much Mac. Sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to be like looking at No, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've described many times about how much Mac means to us as a band. And like just uh, our generation, like he's a fucking, he's mm-hmm. the best. He's a great human being. He was a bringer of people. He brought people together. But I told you, I wrote yeah. Legends Don't and Die like, About Yo, Mac. like, like honestly, yeah. dude, like, I'm yeah. not, like, his biggest fan or anything, I but am. this record is really I'm fucking special. Believable. I had the, the biggest crush on him. Me too, really? man. Oh me too, man. <laughs> biggest crush me too, on him. <laughs> yeah. I found out in the worst way. I was at work um, at this place I used to work at, and, obviously, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and this guy who I did not like in the office yells out yo is anyone a mac miller fan and i was like oh, oh fuck God. i was like oh fuck oh, i am like i love mac like i want to marry him whatever he goes he just died and like oh, was so aggressive and luckily my friends were outside of uh my office but just like thank god they were there and i immediately like shut down my laptop and like ran out to my friends and i was like it's not true is it and they all were like yeah it's fucking true Th- who's this celebrity because that was a terrible one for me like a death than when I found out, but I was by myself, so it's different, right? I wasn't in public. Like mm. people talk about, like when JFK got shot, right? There, yeah. like you remember where you were. Oh yeah, yeah. The one for me is when Kobe died. Oh yeah. I was gonna say. I was too, in the. Dude. I was oh in the God. gym, and I was in the squat rack. This is a court. Paul's like, yeah, fuck, but you were, dude. Like <laughs> this is just a story of Colin at the gym. Yeah. So <laughs> I was on my fourth set of split squats, and I no. Nah, oh so my God. I was in the squat rack, and all of a sudden my phone went off with like an alert. And it was like, Kobe Bryant dead. Mm. And I was like, shut the fuck up. So I'm standing there, and I'm just like staring at my fucking phone. And in a moment like that, you want to turn to somebody and be like, you see this shit? And I turn, and everybody in the gym is staring at their phone. Oh, my God. Nobody was moving. Everybody was like, and finally somebody looked up and met my eyes. And I was like, you see that shit? And he was like, holy fuck. And like 10 people from the gym, just we all just stood around. And we're like, yo, that shit is fucking crazy yeah, that was a crazy news break so too yeah, yeah. because like no deep yeah, yeah the head the headline no details and then all of a sudden the yeah. daughter uh, it was just like awful so the whole, fucking terrible man yeah that i cried i cried on that one i actually did i fucking 
I hated Kobe as a player, but just as like a human being, like it's Kobe Bryant. He's never gonna die. Growing up in Philly, you were bred to hate, hate Kobe, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? I always hated Kobe for two reasons. One, he whooped our ass in the finals in 01, and I love that Sixers team. And two, it's funny how like as time passed, it became more like Kobe's one of us. Kobe never wanted to be one of us. Kobe Facts, never wanted to like Kobe never wanted to be a Philly guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, fucking yeah, distanced yeah. himself from Philly. <laughs> Regardless, I respect greatness in all By forms. By the time he retired, it was like, yeah, you knew he was untouchable. Remember his last game in Philly? I got fucking goosebumps right now. Yeah. Whole crowd, huge standing ovation. Aww. And I live right around the corner from Upper Marion. I'm in Maniok, so it's right there. And Bruce Warren texts me. And Bruce Warren oh, lives in, in Narberth. And he wa- he went over and laid flowers at the at the gym. Like, I I wanted to go do that. I didn't. I regret that. But um, All right, yeah, so great pick with Mac. Yeah, great uh, pick. Second pick. Um... Okay, so my story has to do with Firefly Festival. Hey! Um, but <laughs> my, times. when I was a, I don't know how, I don't know what year this was, but I was an attendee. It was before I started working. So oh, it must have cool. been like sophomore year of college or something. And both my sister and I went with our groups of friends. And it was the Sunday night, the last band can of Can I the, cut you off real quick? Of course you can. Did you dress like a festival girl? Like were you in like a, oh, like yeah, a tie-dye bikini yeah, yeah, and yeah. like just glitter all over you? No, not like, not to that extent, but more like the flowy flower crown type So thing. corny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, just I'm saying this now. I hate festival fashion. I hate it. Like for guys, it's different. I feel like guys just walk around in basketball jerseys, or like if you're a dirty hippie, like you just walk around shirtless. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never get the fucking festival fashion. I don't get oh, it. We went all out. Me and of my friends went all out. Yeah, but I have to say, what are you I- laughing about? I just feel like you said it's not the same for guys. And as you're like, they just wear basketball jerseys. And I was like, that's totally like the douchiest thing. I can <laughs> it is, but I'm thinking like college age kids at a festival that just walk around like, yo, you see this fucking throwback Carl Malone jersey, bro. And the girls are like, do you see this crown made of flowers? This shit's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Flowers in my hair. Yeah. Um, not to be like pretentious about it, but I never want to be an attendee at a festival again. Me neither. That's you one of the worst experiences me? of my <laughs> life. I never, I've been, I seen the other side and I'm not going that back. That was like, when, no we, way. when we played, cause we played festivals, we played festivals in Knoxville, Nashville. We've played them all over the place, but like the biggest one we've done is Firefly. Cause yeah. that's a fucking A1 festival. I'll never go back. First of all, I don't like concerts in general if I'm not performing. I get very awkward. I get very anxious cause I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to really love a band to go to a show. Yeah. Um, but like going to the festival and like you get all the free shit if you're playing. Yeah, I was like playing with goats and stuff. Like, oh I was, right, I yeah, forgot about the, the baby goats, goats dude. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love baby goats. I yeah. thought you meant like great goats. No, like, no, no, literal I mean, like, goats. There was there. a pen like, of why goats. Did you just use that. Term there was puppies. So and, there was puppies <laughs> and goats in the back. Puppies and goats. and Terry Crews was there. And like we talked. <laughs> remember that? Terry Crews's bodyguard saved Dave Silver's life. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember that reaction? He got bit by something, right? <laughs> I love I love the statement. I love, that story. I love the statement. Terry Cruz's bodyguard saved Dave's life. I like, love that story. That? That's an amazing oh story. God. Shout out to Dave Silver. Shout out to Terry Cruz's bodyguard. <laughs> Shout out to Panera Bread for flying Terry Cruz out for that festival to sell mac and cheese. Yeah, no, that was a great idea. But not. But I mean, not that. <laughs> This is all backstory, yo. Good. So dr- so dramatic. He wasn't he wasn't dying. He had a bug bite. <laughs> I thought he died. He yo. had a bug bite. It was not that it dramatic. It was a big ass bug Colin bite. Colin has never told a story that doesn't have exaggeration. No, it was so yeah. No, oh no, it's Paul Art ordered ninety cases of high brew coffee. <laughs> no, this is a really a story though. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny because like he legitimately was there selling mac and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> we were playing skee ball. At Firefly, and we're all fucked up. Somebody was like, yo, it's Terry Crews. And I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. And I turned, and I was like, 
Oh shit! <laughs> we were all, 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 we were all like drinking these like Red Bull cocktails, oh, and we yeah. turned, and he's sitting on a couch by himself on his phone, which by the way looks like a fucking child's phone because <laughs> he's he's so big, and like his bodyguards are smaller than him. By the way, I just want to bring that up. He's just like sitting there on his phone, and cause Scarlett was there, and Scarlett's yeah. like ready to cry because oh, she yeah, loves yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine. And I was like, go talk to him. She was like, I don't want to bother him. I was like, fuck that shit. Go talk to Terry Crews right now. She did. <laughs> she did. She did. I know. And he was wearing a pen. Like, I remember the thought process being like, that's Terry Crews. And it's like, no, it's not. And then it's like, no, yeah, it is. And he's in a Panera t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> what's ha- <laughs> what's happening here? He's like, hi, I'm Terry Crews. You got to get the two-for-one combo. Yeah? <laughs> By the way, I worked. Soup and salad. <laughs> that is the absolute shittiest job I ever worked in my entire life. Panera? I worked for Panera Bread in Westchester when I went to college for six months. Wow. We then fa- oh, my God. I remember we that. We then found out. Because first off, I was... I was making sandwiches, working the register, slicing the bread, baking the bread. That was like your whole identity for a certain <laughs> part <laughs> of time. Six, six, six months. Because <laughs> as you a poor, were always talking about Panera. As, uh, as I can't a, believe I forgot. As a very poor kid in college, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. I was making. Whoa. I thought I was making ten dollars an hour. <laughs> what actually turned out happening was the GM at the time, his name was Harley was actually having us paid on these fucking Visa cards. No. And he was stealing the money. No. <laughs> so I thought I was getting mad taxes taken out. They, no, they called me in the back and they were like, they were like, Colin, uh, I'd like to talk to you. Um, as it turns out, part of your paycheck was being stolen every week. Um, you know, is there anything we can do for you? I was like, yeah, I fucking quit. No, oh <laughs> I, was like, no, I was like, yo, that was the worst period of time in college. Did they pay you back? Oh, I never. Even, I didn't even put it two weeks. I was literally like, um, I quit. I was like, I don't know. Don't ever work. I don't want to get fucked up. Like, what if one day Panera Bread sponsors us to sell mac and cheese? But like, that was the <laughs> shittiest job I ever worked in my entire life. <laughs> so, Allie, finish your story about Firefly. <laughs> okay. So, oh my god. So, um, I was there. It was Sunday night. Last band of the whole weekend was uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, awesome. And. I had a friend. I'm never one for leaving a concert early. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. the last thing I'm going to do. But she had work early in the morning, and she's like, can we please get out of here? Like, we want to beat the crowds, whatever. And my little sister was standing next to me, and she's like, I just want to see the cave. That's all I want to see. They're one of their Great songs. Song, like, yeah. yeah, she's like, I just want to see the cave. Was it the encore? It, no, it played before she even, the sentence left, Ooh, like before the sentence that left her mouth, the opening notes of Da-na-na-na-na. the cave hit. She cried. It was beautiful. It was she. Her, she was so excited. She was crying. We danced. We screamed to the top of our lungs. And, and like, everybody standing around you was like, "Shut the fuck yeah. up!" <laughs> oh my god, these little bitches in their flower crowns. You know, we know you love festivals. Shut the fuck. <laughs> it was Colin. He was. I was in the back. I was. Oh my god. I was in the stage. I was. I was in the back with a Carl Malone jersey on. Like, shut yeah. the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I yeah, did hundred pushups. Now, like. Then the next day or something, her and I were in the car and the cave came on shuffle and she cried again. So oh, now whenever awesome. I hear the cave, I just think of my little sister and it's like really cute. Have you ever cried at a concert before? At a concert? Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. I cried I twice. Kanye. I've cried at oh concerts. Oh my God. Too. Did you actually? I cried the first time I saw Kanye. I never saw him. Shed a single tear. Dude, I remember, no, because I remember I was <laughs> in college and you were bitching at me for not coming home and then me and you were looking up tickets on Ticketmaster to go see the, the Yeezus tour in DC. Oh yeah, we were. We were. Which we, one did you cry at? Uh, I cried the first time I saw Bruce Springsteen. By the way, everybody fucking knows this, yeah. but like, uh, I cried at Firefly. 
uh, when we were side stage for the Killers. Oh right! Oh my God! Yeah, I yeah. love the Killers very much. It's also my wife's like favorite band, and my little brother was there, and it was one of these moments where it was like, "Yo, look what we did! We're fucking standing side stage, and I just got these motherfuckers in for free, and they just played." Uh, God, what's it was human, which isn't even one of my fit. No, it was read my mind. I mm. love that fucking song so much. And that big like anthemic part comes up, and the lights came up and confetti shot out, and I was like, "Yo, this is magical. Yeah. I love this shit." Yeah. So, stop staring at me. Yo, fuck off. I'm not crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last pick. Um, this I had to do one corny one. I had to do one relationship one, and I've told this story to Dana alone. I don't even know if I've told it to Dana. And this goes back to. 2007, freshman year of high school. This is before we were dating. But, like, this was right as soon as we went to Ryan. And uh, it was the first time I ever went to Morel to hang out. Shout out to Morel Park where the dogs bark. Um, but it was <laughs> me and my friend Steve, the kid I was telling you about, Steve yeah. Kessler, the one who lived in Westchester but went to the University of Alabama. <laughs> and uh, we were drinking in the woods, as Northeast Philly kids do at 14. And uh, so it's me, Dana, Steve Kessler and Foch, Megan Hardiman. So, <laughs> long story. I'm not going to get into it. Shout out Foch, yo. I'm going to tell Meg to listen to this, yo. So, it's Dana's best fr- friend and her. And so, we're walking back up Academy Road and we mm-hmm. pass by our high school. And uh, me and Megan hop in the bush where the, uh, there's like an, you know, like the fucking like signs. You can adjust the letters to say it's like Archbishop oh, yeah. Ryan. Like, it's adjust- and it says, Congratulations to. Speaker of the House, Patrick Boyle. And me and Megan changed the sign to just say Spank de PA House. <laughs> and like we just threw I see I still bring that up all the time, but that's not the story. So what happened after was so stupid. I know <laughs> no, so dumb, so dumb. He's like, that's not even a story. So me and me and Steve walk back to my mom's and Dana and Meg go home. And uh we were I was drunk for like I was off my I'm like you're like it's like this elation when you're like 14 being drunk you're just being badass kid and you're just like like running down the street just being yeah. like and Steve had a flip phone and he was playing the song uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant by Billy Joe off it and we were screaming the words of this fucking song uh-huh. and it will always remind me of the first time that I hung out with Dana drinking in the woods so it's always like this nostalgic song uh, song for me so I don't even know that Dana knows that song but it always remind I was like I was at that moment like. I fuck. I like that girl. So like I, cute. And that's always that'll Aww. always remind me. And it's not a happy song. It's literally about a couple getting divorced. Like oh. That's what the song's fucking about. So I don't know what that means in the grand scheme so of things. Dana, just brace yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our life must go according to scenes from an Italian restaurant by Billy Joel. All right, what's your last one, Paul? last one is dumb, my dumb, chemical dumb, romance dumb. just all their entire discography that's kid it. loves it dude yeah, yeah did I you just write discography he, yeah, <laughs> he just wrote my, my chemical, chemical romance the band i know because like, yeah. when i met paul that was like fucking like black parade era mm. i was really yeah i remember listening to that shit in the nine four <laughs> all the time explain the nine four to people yo Oof, i don't even know <laughs> <if> you can, <laughs> man. it's <laughs> It was a, a green Ford Explorer that had, like, fuck, I don't know how to explain this. It looked like somebody burnt fingernail marks into the ceiling. Like, it was it was oh the God. creepiest thing on earth. But we had good times, yo. It was, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. He's like, yeah, I burnt fingernail marks in the ceiling. It looked like somebody tried to scrape their way out. There's Jeez. just so, I can So many on. stories, bro. That'll be another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Kill Your Nine Ford podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie, what's your last one? My last one is Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. Oh, I, that's I that, that I, that's song. a big one for Which, me. Yeah. Me and Paul, as uh, 
proud dagos. It's a, it's yeah. a thing. So cute. Oh, well, I think the same village in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Abruzzo. God bless. That's really cute. Yeah, um, our families were rivals, yo. <laughs> 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 my family shanked Paul's grandpa. <laughs> Your grandpa, I don't think it was your grandpa. <laughs> Probably yes. your great grandpa. Um, can I just say I'm so distracted by like the screamo happening all around this The studio. beautiful I'm thing really is that sorry. the mics don't pick it up, but I'm so happy that at the end, there's just a punk band in here just going fucking ham right now. They're you just can't tell. Going crazy. It was like, okay, I can hide and hear it, but now I like Are they outside the door? You, were, the you were talking, and I like couldn't hear anything else with the bow. I was like, oh. So cut my wrist and black my eyes. <laughs> All right, so finish okay, up. Sorry, fly me to the moon, Frank Sinatra. Um, I have, I was super, super close to my grandpa, and I have this vivid memory of him. Like both of us were at the heads of the table, and he sang it to me. And oh, no, that's like awesome. I don't even remember what the context of it was, but I just remember him singing it. Your grandpa sad. was shit faced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Frank. Had a little too much red wine. Yeah. Fucking Bill Hader at the beginning of Pineapple Express. in the. I feel like a slab like of a butter, butter melting a pile of flapjacks. flapjacks. <laughs> first off, <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt, but I have to finish this now. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, first off, you know what? I got a few things to say about this fucking dog and pony show that you call a government. <laughs> first off, where's all the boobies? <laughs> a ton of dudes. <laughs> Second off, why aren't we on the street? Screaming from a mountaintop. Item nine is the bee's knees. He's like, why are we underground right, right now? now? <laughs> he's like, he's like, what do you think about your spirits? He's like, listen here, buddy. Your dick, my man. <laughs> he's like, dispose of him. <laughs> Item nine is illegal. So back to your grandpa singing you this like, say, wonderful uh, story. Oh, God. <laughs> really great, Yo, really great a, segue right there. Electric Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> Take that shit to another level. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> on the Pineapple Express podcast. podcast. Kill your Pineapple <laughs> Express podcast. All right, so finish up strong. <laughs> Please, for the I love can't, of God. I can't even. Are you guys surprised how well this went? <laughs> kind of. Kind of a little. I told you I'm going to do shit, dog. Yeah. We right. didn't talk about the story. What story? With the boys and Jimmy fighting them. Uh, do, uh, do I want to just cap your... Uh, oh, cap my story. Oh, yeah, sorry. I <laughs> got distracted. Um, so anyway, yeah. So he, ju I just remember him singing it at the table, and he always had Frank Sinatra playing. So Frank my Sinatra, too. yeah, definitely awesome. just resonates with my, you know, That's a beautiful grandparents. Story. I'm sorry we interrupted so many times. No, it's okay. Uh, and yeah, to end this... With several tangents. To oh. end several, the, several. Yeah, to end this episode, <laughs> what we're going to do is, I told this story on last podcast about... Jimmy and me encountering somebody from One Direction and almost fisticuffs breaking out. I didn't know you already talked about it. No, but here's the beautiful part. Allie was the one who told us who the kid was, <laughs> and she can validate that Jimmy was heated. From your perspective, you see us standing there barking at this fucking dude's security, and she's the one who came up and grabbed me like this. She was like, that's Louis Tyson <laughs> from One Direction. And Jimmy, that's when Jimmy screamed, I don't give a fuck how many directions he's going in, dude. I'll fucking fight that kid. Allie was the one who tugged my Paul, shirt, so. Paul, the heart attack I had that night was crazy. <laughs> oh I So, number one, I'm booking these artists at Firefly. <laughs> I, like, yeah, she was the I'm one the reason Foxtrot played Firefly, and they're ready to fight one of the biggest boy bands in the world? First like, off, what? Why the fuck is that kid there? Who knows? Who cares? I do. Because <laughs> you don't understand. Me and Jimmy are wired a certain way, specifically Jimmy. Jimmy's from Fishtown. There's something in the water. There's something wrong with that kid. <laughs> Jimmy will stab you with an old syringe. Jimmy will hit you with a bag of bricks. Do you remember how it started? He had the, the, the giant soccer ball. The Yeah, giant soccer ball. 
And it got Jimmy's kicked like, towards Jimmy's us. Like, Can I please hear a Sane's person's perspective <laughs> for this? I just want people to know how hot crazy. And it sounds like it was just like ball. Yeah, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> that was so kind of. So, well, first it started off with that we were at the M&M set. And the only mm. drink they had left at the bar was straight vodka. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then me and Jimmy were drinking straight Jameson when we got back. So we were all very fucked up. And I was also, like, One Direction, I grew up in high school with them being the biggest. And my, me and my friends love them. Like, all, you know. So I'm like, holy shit, it's Louis Tomlinson. What? And I, like, started freaking out. I'm on the phone with my friend from high school. Like, Oh, my God, it's Jimmy and Colin. What are they doing? And then I hear, and I hear Jimmy going, that, that ball's a little big for you there, buddy, isn't it? And in my brain... In my brain, I'm like, oh no, no, anyone else with this guy, please. <laughs> so then, so then I go up to Colin and I'm like, please don't let him mess with it. Like he's from One Direction, and then Jimmy just starts yelling, One Direction, One. I don't care what direction you're going in. <laughs> and, and like you can tell the, you can tell Louie and his friends are like noticing Jimmy, and I'm like, get him out of here now, now. First off, no, it was that kid Louie's fault because he looked at me and Jimmy like, why the fuck are you alive, you piece of shit? Get the fuck away from my. <laughs> First, I'll even direct the conversation back towards us. To paraphrase so eloquently. <laughs> the ball got kicked at us, and we threw it back. And Jimmy said, that's a big soccer ball. And the kid looked at us like, fuck you. And that's when his security started walking to us. And that's when Jimmy was like, all right, dude, I guess I gotta fucking fight this guy. Like that's a, He was ready. And yeah. then not only that is we finally settled them down and moved them away. Louis' fucking van is parked next to Foxtrot. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to see him again. We had to circle back and see him again. And I was like, we the, need, you guys need to go home. So what's great too is we, when Paul was actually filming this, this is why you've heard the story so many times because we, when we were in the studio uh, recording Monster, the song comes out next month, we were shooting the documentary and I was going back through the footage and we were trying to explain this story to our producer, Trace, from Nashville. And uh, <laughs> oh, me, they try to explain the story. But the funny part everyone. is, I, I, br- I, I, it's a good story. I brought up the thing. I was like, I was like, yeah, Jimmy will stab you with a whole syringe. And uh, Jimmy was, <laughs> and I was, I was, I did an impersonation of Jimmy, and it was fucking spot on because Jimmy literally repeated what I said, and it was like, because uh, <laughs> I was like, Jimmy's like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't care what British Isle you're from, bro. Like, <laughs> and Jimmy, Jimmy goes over me and goes, I don't care what kingdom you're from or how united it is. <laughs> 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 and I was <laughs> and Trace in the back's all southern he goes yeah I'll he goes I'll Brexit your ass <laughs> oh and, I, oh and I was like and that's how we'll end and I was like alright well guys it was fucking lovely having you here today thank you uh, obviously I'll see you because we all work together but uh, Paul I love you and uh, Paul actually is the one who shot the documentary that's coming out for Monster and he also makes an appearance in the movie we Ooh. shot for Monster that comes out over Everywhere. the next couple of weeks Paul, yo, Paul's a surprise, Jack though. Of yeah, <laughs> Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. And Allie, of course, will be in any shows for Foxtrot, any live streams. And we're actually putting something together with Rob Lawton yeah. for later on. I um, don't know if I told Rob about that yet, but... Uh, love you, Rob. Surprise, Rob. <laughs> uh, anything else before we go? God bless. Fuck you guys. I love you guys. Fuck you guys. Love you guys. <laughs>